Round Guy Radio Sports coverage is brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair, specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto and Pilot Grove Savings Bank. Hey, this is Jeff Shipley, State Representative for Iowa House District 87, and I just want to congratulate Van Buren, Fairfield, and Mount Pleasant athletes on a great season and great luck in the playoffs. I'm Representative Helena Hayes of District 88. I wanted to congratulate the student-athletes in Oskaloosa, Sigourney, Kyoto, Pekin, and North Mahaska on an outstanding season and wish them good luck in the playoffs. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio. Uh, we are doing the preview show for the state tournament for the four. There's a couple of girls teams and a couple of boys teams uh, in the Round Guy Radio family that are in it. We brought back Coach Islick. Uh, welcome to the program, Coach. Uh, Signory uh, Savages. Thanks for having me. And we have Coach Swanson of the Pekin Panthers. Uh, uh, welcome back to the program, Coach. You're very glad to be here, Dave. Well, you did a great job, and, and uh, we had a great response from it. And... Uh, uh, it's a great bird's eye view. Uh, uh, a lot of these schools are the same size as you guys. Uh, uh, Coach Islick, uh, I'm going to start. You Can you give us a little preview of the girls? Uh, uh, I know Eddieville, Blakeford, and Winfield Mount Union are still in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk a little girls. It was great. You know, opening uh, weekend, you know, two great weeks at Wells Fargo Arena. You know, I know Coach Swanson can probably, he's, you know, a similar age of me, can probably relate. You know, we missed the barn a little bit in Des Moines, of old vets. That's where I grew up watching state tournament basketball. Uh, but it's still a lot of fun at uh, Wells Fargo, a great atmosphere. Uh, and you can't beat these two weeks of uh, state tournament basketball here. And the girls kick it off this week. And, yeah, we got a couple local teams uh, still alive, uh, hoping to, to make a run. Um, Eddieville, Blakesburg, uh, Fremont girls, um, you know, let's, let's touch on just how they got there. You know, what a win for them. Uh, three overtime win over Hudson uh, to advance to the state tournament. Um, you know, that's always, you know, Coach Swanson was there a few years ago. That's always the most nerve-wracking game, that game could get to state. You know, you just want to get there. You just want to get to Des Moines and, you know, have a three-overtime game uh, to get there. Uh, it's pretty wild. Um, they uh, they had a heartbreaker the night before, and the boys, you know, Des Moines Christian rallied from down five with, I think, you know, 15 seconds left to, to win on a three-pointer at the buzzer, just a heartbreaker for EBF boys. So I was glad to see their girls bounce back the next night and, and win an equal um, heart uh, heart stopper uh, of a ball game um, against Hudson to get to the state tournament. Uh, and uh, they have Pocahontas area in round one. Uh, traditional power, um, you probably remember that uh, school, uh, Ellie Ruffridge uh, and, and that whole crew, they were dominating uh, class. I think it was 3A at that time. Uh, um, and for multiple years, uh, she is one of the, the all-time greats in Iowa girls high school basketball. Uh, she's not on the roster. That's probably the good news for, for EBF. Uh, both teams uh, have had good seasons. Uh, EBF undefeated 24-0 and a Pocahontas, Pocahontas area 20-4. That's you know, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump from my hometown to Fort Dodge. So 
I still know a lot of people in Pocahontas, a great community, a good basketball community. I'm sure both those, those teams will, uh, will have a lot of turnout. Uh, well, as Fargo, that's an 11:45 AM game, uh, uh, on Wednesday afternoon, uh, Wells Fargo. So, uh, and then, and then down to one, a, um, you know, the, uh, the Winfield Mount union girls, they eliminated, uh, the last, uh, well, there's two in the sub-state final, district final, regional final, whatever the girls call it, um, in Montezuma and uh, North Mahaska, and the Winfield girls took out uh, North Mahaska. What looked like a really good game, uh, pretty tight throughout. Uh, Winfield just was able to make a few more plays in that uh, um, in that fourth quarter uh, to get over the top and get a great win. And, you know, another great season for, for them, 22-1, and one, they come in, they won the North Division of the Super Conference. I think their only loss was to Minneapolis in that crossover game, uh, the conference championship game uh, of the Super Conference, and, and then had a couple nice wins. They had a tough region to get through and uh, won a couple close games and uh, found a way to beat North Mahaska to get there. Uh, and they're, they're tomorrow as well. They're, they're the final game of round one, uh, 6.45 um, uh, p.m., uh, and they got their hands full. They got a really good North Lynn team. Uh, who also comes in at 22 and one uh, to that ball game, and uh, we saw firsthand us in the uh, in the sickle uh, how good that North Lynn team is. They really took apart a good Montezuma team uh, in the regional final. They won that game by uh, 20 plus um, in order to get uh, to the state tournament. The 1A field is really good. Um, uh, Bishop Garrigan, uh, Audie Crooks uh, going to Iowa State. She's been one of the top players in the state the last four years. Uh, they're the number one seed, and Newell Fonda seems like they always find their way in the state title game as well. They're the two seed. Those are the two big favorites, but North Lynn's been right there. They're one of those teams that jumped to 1A and 2A as well, and, and you got to kind of put them in the mix too. Uh, those three teams are probably the three big favorites uh, in Class 1A, but you'd love to see Winfield pull off an upset over North Lynn in that first round. But if they do, it won't get any easier because Newell Fonda there, they are uh, what you'd call a traditional power uh, in girls basketball, and they're – they're there every year at the business end of the tournament, and I'm assuming this year will be be no different. So, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to, to watch how the girls' tourney unfolds. I've tried to watch a little bit here these first couple nights. Uh, uh, my cousin uh, coaches the North Polk girls, so I was cheering them on here. Uh, they got a big win today. Uh, they'll be in playing in the semifinals here later in the week, and uh, I'm just really excited for, for basketball at Wells Fargo for the next two weeks. Well, congratulations to your family. I watched a little bit of that. Uh, they looked outstanding today. Uh, Coach Swanson, uh, I'll tell you something. Uh, I was uh, when when EBF finally closed that thing out in triple overtime and beat Hudson. I was really glad because I've uh, I've been all kinds of upset with Hudson ever since they beat the Pekin Panthers at the state uh, football uh, tournament in 1976 at uh, the University of Iowa Hawkeye Kinnick Stadium there. Yeah, yeah, and well, uh, the EBF girls finally uh, made that burden a little lighter. <laughs> there you go. There but you go. Uh, uh, you've got a little pre. You've got your eye on some of the boys' games. Uh, uh, what do we got coming up on that side of it? So I hit on the one A game first. Uh, as a local team from the Southeast Iowa Super Conference South Division, New London comes in as the eight seed. They're going up against the one seed Grandview Christian. A uh, perennial powerhouse over the last several years. Uh, the, Th- the Thunder have been a really tough out in the state tournament. They play, they don't play in a conference, and they just go out and play the best teams 
all over the state. We go out of state with a three day, four day school night in, night out. So we need to really work hard to win state titles. That's their that's their MO and um, they they come in looking really good. Uh, New London fought through a tough district and sub state. Win the three pretty close games. Uh, district final uh, we're up big, and then Blaze uh, Porter fouls out late in the third, and, and Winfield made a pretty good game down the stretch. But win by, uh, come back late, went a close one away, go, win that district final against Winfield, and then win by one against Marquette Chapel. They come in playing their best basketball of the year. You know, as far as the, the matchup, Grandview's got a seven-footer, a true seven-footer, and they really got to find a way to get away from the hoop. But then they came up, uh, you know, five out, and they can pull the land with some shooters, or, or have the ability to draw them out to 15 and tap out the dribble. They really didn't open that basket up so plays can attack and, and dish and find shooters. So, uh, really tough matchup for New London. But again, they're, they're playing really good basketball, and they've been in a lot of big games. That, that is a team that's Maybe it's as well known across the state, but in Southeast Iowa, I, I think back, I think I've coached, been a part of the big program for eight years, and they have been in no less than the district final every season. So, um, they're a very, very good program here in Southeast Iowa, and uh, excited to see what they can do at the big tournament. Well, uh, I want to mention, uh, before we go any further, if you want to watch these uh, girls' state championships game, there's a YouTube channel, uh, uh, Iowa High School Girls Athletics or something like that. But if you just type in Girls High School and uh, it'll come up. And uh, so they're on the YouTube. Uh, but the boys are on the Iowa, what's it called? Iowa High School. Athletic uh, Association website. But uh, yeah, uh, it, uh, and there's if you got a Roku TV, it's uh, there's an app you can get to watch this. Now, that New London game, you say, is Monday at 10.30 in the morning? That is the first game, yep, 10.30 Monday. I'm actually, I will be there. All right, well, Coach Islick, uh, uh, I was kind of uh, uh, talking about, uh, here it is, it's I-H-S-A-A. That's what, that's the, the name of that uh, app that you can watch all the boys' high school championship games on. Uh, but, uh Jim Leland, a baseball uh, manager, kept track of uh, his players' batting averages at different times a day. You know, uh, uh -huh. you know there was guys, you know, he said could roll out of bed and hit, and there's other guys that, you know, hit good late at night. And, and you know, I don't know, sometimes it, it, it helped him out a little bit. But playing at an odd time of day, is, is there something different about it? Can you, can you get caught napping? Uh, how do you keep your team from being flat? Uh, when you have a, a late, late game or an early, early game or something in between? Yeah, it's a great question, Dave. I, I mean, you know, uh, we don't have to deal with that a whole lot as high school coaches. You know, I mean, there's, you know, I guess, you know, when Coach Swanson and I, when, when we played our game, that was a little earlier in the afternoon. Uh, you were there for that one. Uh, that was probably the only game that we played all year that wasn't at like 7.15, um, you know, so uh, or 7.30 or whatever at night. Uh, but, I, I, you know, when it's the state tournament, uh, I think you're going to be up for it no matter what time of day it is. But it does affect your routine a little bit. Um, you know, and, and, you know, high school kids are resilient. 
um, you know, uh, it may affect the coaches' routines more than uh, um, than Vivian. Do you have some thoughts on, on on the routine? You love your routine. Okay, sit down. I'll be there with you in a sec, sweetie. Um, and uh, uh, you know, but I, I think that there is a little bit to that because it does kind of throw you off. And and I think the biggest thing is, you know, I actually I was fortunate enough. My very first the year that we made the state tournament as, as a player in 2006 at Fort Dodge, it was the very first year of Wells Fargo. And just the shooting background in there with the lighting, um, you know, you got the bands, the, you know, the scrolling stuff going across. Uh, there's a lot of distractions, you know, and, you know, uh, these kids, a lot of these kids now, they play in these environments more than back then, you know, back in, you know, the, the, the early 2000s. Uh, but that will be an adjustment uh, for, for teams that haven't played there, you know, I know New London has not. Um, and, you know, like Coach Watson said, you know, Grandview Christian, they're very accustomed to to that. So that is an adjustment. You know, you can always tell the teams that have been there year in and year out, they have a little bit more of a comfort level uh, in, in Des Moines, uh, Wells Fargo, than the ones that don't. And and that's obviously an advantage for, for those teams that, that, are, that are used to that and just a little more comfortable uh, in that environment. Well, oh. Uh, Coach Swanson, I talked to Coach uh, Porter, and he says he's not just going there uh, for a participation trophy. He's going there to 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 win this thing. Uh, how do you how do you uh, uh, when you're facing a team that's you know obviously uh, uh, favored to win? How do you get your team up for that? As you've had to do that a lot of times uh, uh, in this season, Coach. Swanson. Yeah, I, you know a lot of. Uh... A lot of it, I, I think, is, is the kids and, and Coach Coach Hesley hit on it. it. It's a state tournament, you know. That their focus should be as, as high as it ever is. Um, your job's going to be, you know, in those in those final moments. I think bringing them back down to reality, and such as uh, you know, Gene Hackman and users just remind them, you know, everything's the same. Okay, it's a ten foot It sounds cliche, but they're going to be jacked. They're going to see their whole community there. They're going to see everybody wearing state tournament T-shirts. They're going to be ready to go. You just got to make sure in the moment that they're locked in and they know that it's just basketball. And they're and they're not there. They're not there to get, get the pay off of school. Well, so, uh, um, uh, I don't know if either, have either one of you guys ever coached against a seven footer. I, I have not. No. Nope. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit of a head scratcher, isn't it? Uh, uh, six eleven, six nine, six five. Uh, that's a lot of height. Um, uh, uh, what is New London going to have to do uh, to match this uh, physically imposing team? I think transition basketball is, is a must. They're going to have to try to beat these guys down the court, which is something they excel at. We, we played them this year, and they were one of the fastest teams we played. We really struggled in transition. We got to that speed. They obviously have a, a great point guard in Truman State from that race order that coaches side, and he can really score and push the pace, uh, as well as a very athletic big of Kate Benjamin that coaches State high jump. Okay. So they have great athletes. I, I think uh, being able to spread the floor, Attack and transition, and then can their other guys, Richie and Martin, uh, to make cash and freeze. You take the pressure off Porter and Benjamin from having to do all the scoring. That's going to be a big uh, what if for uh, New London. 
what about uh, Coach Islick? Uh, I don't know if have you seen uh, Cade Benjamin play? Yes, uh-huh, I have. Well, well, uh, he's a bit of uh, uh, a big reason why they've been having a lot of success. He's gone up. Uh, he went up against Colton Lichty, uh, S- Simeon Reichenbach, and uh, uh, Cody Graber. Uh, all three kind of uh, coming at him, and he was able to handle it with, uh, um, you know, uh, against Waco in the playoffs. Uh, what do you What do you think? Uh, um, is he the kind of special athlete that's going to uh, be able to kind of slow down some of that? What they're going to try to do to him? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think that this new London team's, you know, equipped to handle, you know, some of the things that Grandview Christian's going to do to them because they have a big kid inside, you know, I mean, Benjamin's not seven foot, but he's, he's one of the, probably one of the best big guy athletes uh, that, that you'll see in, in a small school, uh, just with his athleticism. Um, and, and obviously Porter can control the game just with you know his ball handling and his, you know, control of, of the team as a point guard. You know, if there's two positions you want to have, you know, your studs in, it's, it's a big guy and a point guard. And that's what, that's what New London has, and you know that keeps them in every game. Uh, but you know this Camp View Christian team is the real deal. I mean, you, you know, you you see what they did to uh, you know AGGC in the Substate Final. I think it was 106 to 47. And you know, I went and looked at some of ACGC scores. They're a good team. I mean, that's not you know they didn't roll over some you know five and 17 team that miraculously got to you know the Substate Final. You know, that was a good quality ball club and. Uh, New London is going to really need some other guys to step up. You know, they're going to have Porter and Benjamin circled on the, uh, on the Skyner port and Grandview Christian is going to know that those are their guys. And, and, uh, and they're going to have to, you know, find a way to, um, to get some contributions from some of their other guys. And I think coach wants to hit on the head. Some of their other guys are going to have to make some outside shots and they're going to have to try to find a way to pull the, the seven foot kid away from the rim, which is tough to do. Uh, you know, he's in the, able to be in there and protect, and, and they're going to have to have some stuff go their way. They're going to have to have a little bit of luck, you know, maybe some foul trouble on the other side, uh, maybe a, a really poor shooting night from Grandview Christian. Uh, we, we, to pull a big upset like that, a one over eight, and, and a team that, you know, could probably compete in two and three A at the state tournament level just by looking at their scores, uh, you know, they're going to have to get some breaks. And, and that's just kind of the reality. And, but that's why you play the games, it's the one game you know, scenario, and, and, and they don't have to beat them in a best-of-seven series. It's just one time, and, you know, anything can happen, especially when you get get to Des Moines. So uh, really looking forward to that one. That's a great way to, to kick off a uh, state tournament on Monday. Well, what about travel? I mean, uh, you get on the bus at 6 o'clock in the morning, or or uh, uh, how, how is the travel handled uh, when you're playing a 10.30 in the morning game in Des Moines? It's a couple, two-and-a-half-hour drive for New London. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to hear how Coach Swanson would handle that. I mean, you got a couple different options. You can either go up the night before and stay at a hotel uh, and kind of make your morning a little bit easier, let the kids sleep in and, you know, have get breakfast for them. And, you know, or you can let them sleep in their own beds and be comfortable and get up early in the morning and get going. And, you know, there's probably pros and cons to both. I think if it was me, I would probably have the kids go up the night before, have a shoot around on Sunday somewhere you know, in the Des Moines area and then let them sleep a little bit and then get them up and get them moving, get them going for a 1030 game. But there's pros and cons to both. So I'd be interested to hear what Coach Lawson would want to do there. That's a, that's a good question. Yeah, we'd be in a tough spot. I, I think we're sitting and thinking, you know, we're, we're each about an hour and a half away. So it's, it's not a near the distance that you love it would be traveling. They're down there almost to uh, Burlington. So 
uh, albeit all four lane, making up their pretty good time. But yeah, I I would agree uh, with Mitch. I'd like to get the guys up there the night before, get a shoot around, have a good meal at them. You know, they're good. They're going to be excited. They're going to have trouble sleeping anyway. You know, let's let's do it close to uh, close to the venue, and then we don't have to worry about that that travel time and, and then being uh, a little uh, sleepy when we get off the bus and, and want to be ready to go. So. Yeah, pros and cons to both. Uh, hopefully, uh, Coach Essen and I have to make that decision here sometime uh, down the road. <laughs> sometimes, sometime soon, we're hoping. Well, yep, uh, yep. Coach Swanson, you are uniquely qualified tonight as you have played both teams uh, uh, this season. Uh, uh, and we're going to move on to the Pella uh, Christian Eagles, uh, who have just uh, defied all odds and made uh, – uh, last second shots, overtime games, everything, and one in every every which way, uh, every kind of game against every kind of opponent uh, to get uh, to the state tournament. Uh, now they play at seven o'clock Monday night, so they're on a whole different. The, the mindset's entirely different on the travel there, uh, but uh, and Pella's really close to Des Moines, so that's a, a not a big deal. But uh, what what do you know about this game? Who do they play? They play MFO Marmax at a Northeast Iowa, I think the upper Iowa Conference, I believe. Coach Eric Gebhardt, uh veteran coach, been around for 37 years, plays uh, high school hoops in Central City under John Stevens. Very good coach, very good team. They run a five guard, really don't have a ton of height. I think biggest guy is maybe 6'2", 6'3". All the guys are guards. They play really fast. They trap, they jump, they switch. They're, they're going to be aggressive uh, all over the court, full court man, and do, do just play such an up tempo style. I, I've seen a little film of them this year. They're very fun to watch. This is a really intriguing matchup. So a Christian doesn't have a ton of height. They'll, they'll definitely have more than MFL does. But they play a similar style as far as the transition game. Now, defensively, they're, they're quite a bit different. Uh, the, the things you're going to need to watch is how Bella Christian handles that full-court pressure. And I think that's going to be a huge part of the game. Tyson DeVries, one of the most explosive guards in the state. Can he be the one-man press breaker? Uh, Aiden Stoltz, another very savvy veteran guard who can handle the ball. You know, those two guys, how can they team up and handle that MFO Marmack pressure um, will be a lot, a lot of the game right there. I think, you know, on the Pella Christian side, big gym experience. You know, Coach Essler came on earlier playing in big venues. They're playing in big venues night in, night out. I mean, they come down to Pekin to play us this year. That's the smallest gym they played in all year <laughs> by far. So they're uh, used to that, those environments. They played in the state tournament last year, lost in the semis. They're, they're perennial, perennially in the state tournament, so this is nothing new to them. They're used to the 94-foot floor. That won't be a change, and that, and that can cause problems for teams that press as well with that extra 10 feet. So a few different things there uh, affecting the game. Well, Coach Islick, I talked to uh, Coach J.D. Bohr of the Christian Eagles, and he said there was a lot of upsets and things, and uh, 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 he got a four seed in the tournament uh which he thought was a, a, a good break for him. Uh, uh, you, you think he got they got a good placement in that tournament? 
Yeah, you know, I was just looking at the two-way bracket here, you know, as Coach Swanson was talking, and, you know, really balanced bracket, and there were a lot of upsets in that um, uh, in that final sub-state, final round, uh, where some of the teams that were, you know, ranked high in the, uh, you know, ranked in the top eight in the, in the final two-way poll that the state was releasing lost. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I think that they still do it this way, but, you know, as far as I'm, as, as I knew, you know, at least in football this year, um, you know, all 16 teams that make it into the, that last round, they they rank each other, and then that's how that's how they can release the bracket right away when it gets released. Is they just you know, go through and cross off all the teams that lost, and then boom, you got your seeds um, for uh, the state tournament. And uh, I'm not I'm not 100 sure if they do it that way still, um, but uh, um, there were a lot of upsets. And you know, MFL Marmac was a team that had to pull um, a couple of upsets to get here. They had a really nice win in the. Uh, in the district final over Beckman Catholic, who was a team that was ranked pretty high all year. They beat them by three. Uh, and then they, they beat a good Lake Mills team uh, by nine uh, to get to the state tournament. And uh, um, I was able to, to watch, um, I was able to watch some of uh, Pella Christian's win uh, in the, in the sub state final over West Burlington. What a game that was a great environment over in Oskaloosa uh, for that one. Um, they were down, you know, they were, they were in trouble in that game. They kind of were in the danger zone there in the fourth quarter trailing by, you know, uh, eight or nine to a really good West Burlington team. And, you know, Pella Christian just made plays all the way. Uh, you know, they, they were down by one with, I think, about 40 seconds left. And Coach Bohr called a timeout, drew up a great set, got a backdoor cut uh, for a layup. And then uh, one of their kids, uh, I don't remember who it was, took a charge uh, on the other end to get the ball back. And then they, they made a couple of clutch free throws and then uh, West Burlington missed a three. And then they, uh, um, they made a two pointer after the, the made three. And then they, um, they, um, they were able to, it made a really smart heads up play and didn't inbound the ball. Um, Cause uh, West Burlington was all out of timeouts. And that, that just kind of shows, you know, the kind of program, Pella Christian has been able to build over there just a bunch of smart basketball players. You know, you know, when you're able to, you know, at the end of, in the last 40 seconds of the most important game of the year, you're able to one execute a, a set play, you know, first two take a charge uh, and then three make two clutch free throws. And then four realize, Hey, this team's out of timeouts. We don't have to inbound the ball and, and you know, to execute all four of those things to get to the state tournament, awfully impressive. And I was pretty impressed with, with that and the sub-state final win. Well, hey, Coach uh, Swanson. Uh, well, uh, uh, they, you know, they they just kind of seem cool, calm, and collected all the time. This Pella Christian team, they uh, they're real calm. Uh, uh, they are, they're good role players. They play as a team. Uh, uh, I think that's. The, uh, I don't know. You know, there's a secret to having that kind of chemistry. Maybe it's having a lot of seniors or something, but uh, just the having fun aspect of it. Uh, um, um, how valuable is that to a team? Oh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you can't put a, can't put a price on it. <laughs> it's, uh, tremendously valuable. Uh, I think a lot of it, they play in that, con- that really good little Hawkeye conference that produces state tournament and state championship teams year in, year out. And they're the, they're the small, they're the little guy, the small school in that conference. Those moments they're, that they're executing and winning these close games, they've been doing that all year. Now, it wasn't always a win. It didn't always work, but they, they found out what they needed to do against elite competition. They fixed things. They kept coaching. And 
you know, that's when it pays off, is tournament time. So that's uh, another record. They come in as a four seed at, at, uh, at 12 and 13 and 9, 14 and 9, something like that. Uh, but a ton of respect from the other coaches and or the, the Iowa High School Athletic Association on that record, for that strength of schedule for teams they played. And, and, uh, well, yeah, I, I just it, this is the year time here shows up when it counts, and they're and they're really playing with good basketball. Well, Coach Islix, uh, I've noticed in this tournament in particular, the records really don't make any difference because it seems like 80, 90 percent of these games are one point, two point, like whoever's got the ball last. Uh, am I? Uh, are you seeing the same thing I am? Yeah, you know, I think this two way field is going to be really intriguing uh, to see how it comes out because there's a lot of teams. Uh, and, and you know, like like Coach Swanson said, he nailed it on the head. You can you can toss uh, Pella Christian's record right out the door anytime there uh, in, in the state tournament because of the schedule that they play, uh, you know. But you know, you look at some of these other teams. I know Rolling Stories had a really good year. They're the two seed, uh, and, and anyone that's coming from Northwest Iowa in small school basketball is going to be raring and ready to go. And you got Central Lion, and you got uh, Hall Western Christian, who are a couple perennial powers. I think Hall Western Christian pulled off an upset to get there um, in the sub-state final. Uh, and then you got some other teams that, you know, are there a lot too, like Des Moines Christian, uh, Kemper Catholic, Monticello. Uh, Monticello had a nice win over Appalachian Parkersburg, who was ranked high uh, this year as well uh, in that sub-state final. So, you know, the two-way field is really intriguing because, you know, you could probably look at four or five teams that could win the whole thing. And, uh, and, and there's going to be some really close and competitive games that you know, like I touched on earlier, you know, the teams that are – all these teams are good, and they're all battle-tested at this point in the year. But uh, teams like Pella Christian that have played a really competitive schedule and been in a ton of tight games, that's going to benefit them a ton. Where, you know, a rolling story who's 24-1, and one, uh, who maybe hasn't been in as tight of games, uh, that, that can be a factor. Um, at the end of the year, you know, even, a, you know, a central line, I, I'm guessing that they played a pretty darn tough schedule up there. Uh, in Northwest Iowa, but yeah, I mean, these games are going to, are going to come down to the end and you're going to need to, um, you're going to need to get some good breaks. Uh, and, um, and yeah, so that, that's, you're okay. Sir. Um, and, and that's, uh, that's what you're going to need to have happen at the end. Well, uh, coach Swanson, uh, coach JD board tells me that, uh, uh, this team is going to be very similar to, uh, to West Burlington, you know, with the really superior guard play. He says there's three guards that they have that are a big, big part of their offense. Uh, talk to me about the guard play in this uh, in this matchup coming. I think that's a, that's a great point. I, I was uh, going to mention the same thing. It's a very similar matchup to West Burlington. Uh, the, the one thing that's different is, yeah, West Burlington had two really outstanding guards. These guys have three outstanding guards, and then throw on the, the full-court pressure, whereas uh, West Brunch was more of a half-court team. Uh, the, the guy I'm just going to mention for, for MFL, you really have to watch if one player is Zach Driscoll, just a sophomore, averages 25, 26 points a game. He's been drawing double teams all the way to state and uh, still, still putting up huge numbers. He's the top three in steals in the state. Along with uh, his, his teammate, uh, and his name is uh, escaping me right now, who's uh, number one of his team's skills. So, uh, 
uh, two guys in the top three and individual skills is, is pretty crazy. Uh, so we'll see. Again, their schedule not near what other Christian plays. They play in a, a 1A conference and they're the big school. So will that, you know, will that show up? Will that affect them? It's hard to tell. But they, they've really been playing good basketball. And you want to see a fun, up-tempo game. Because Bella Christian can definitely play fast. And they'll, they'll shoot a lot of threes for the court, push and transition. And then you, you match Driscoll up with their uh, very talented point guard, Tyson DeBreeze. I, I think they're going to be in for a, a really fun game. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Coach Islick, uh, there's going to be uh, a couple of days uh, – uh, one where it starts at uh, 11.45 and uh, one where it starts at 10.30 in the morning. Uh, uh, are you ready for some basketball, I guess, is my question for you. Oh, of course. You know, you like like these first couple of days of state tournament are a ton of fun. You know, you got wall-to-wall action. You know, like I said, they, they start at 10.30 on Monday and, and there'll be another packed day Tuesday. You know, and actually it's even gotten more packed because they've consolidated it down to – you know, five days, they used to play the title games for the bigger classes on Saturday. Now those are all on Friday too. So, you know, you'll start rolling with semifinals on Wednesday already. Uh, and then uh, I'll finish up some of the semis, um, I'll finish up the rest of the semis on Thursday. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be a lot of fun. You know, I think that, you know, we, Coach Swanson and I, we both keep an eye on all the local schools on the 1A field as well. And, you know, a couple of teams that we haven't, you know, touched on, uh, a couple of teams I've seen play. Uh, Dunkerton there in the four or five game against West Harrison. I saw them play Baxter when we were prepping for them. They've got a really talented kid. I don't remember what his name is, uh, but a really good player. And they got some good pieces around him. And, uh, and then North Lynn, talk about a team that lives there. Uh, they play Madrid, um, a team who uh, um, has a sophomore, uh, 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 Tori Silverson or Severson. Can't remember uh, exactly how to pronounce that. Um, he's averaging over 20 a game as a sophomore. He's a really good player, and uh, you know, that Northland pressure is relentless. Um, that'll be a big adjustment for Madrid in that first game. Then you got Gladbrook, Ryanbeck, and Remsen St. Mary's. Uh, that may be the most intriguing first round matchup for me in Class 1A. Um, you know, GR uh, toughed out Linville Sully in the Substate Final. Won that game by three. That was a really good one um, at the Roundhouse in Marshalltown. And then Remsen St. Mary's, they're they're up there in you know in Northwest Iowa, and they play. You know, a gauntlet of a schedule, and uh, um, you know they've been able to, um, you know, advance uh, to the state tournament uh, to get there. So they're the sixth seed in that one, uh, and uh, they'll, you know, that'll be a really good game. The, uh, uh, you know, GR had been stopped two times uh, in a row in the sub-state final, uh, and they finally got over the hump. And sometimes that's what you need. You get over that hump, and then hey, let's start, you know, pounding out some wins. Uh, um, as we, uh, as we, uh, w- once we get there. So, uh, looking forward to, to that one and all, all the first round matchups here coming up, uh, at the state tourney on Monday and Tuesday. Well, I, I got a question for both of you. I'd like an answer out of this one. Uh, uh, you're playing the tournament and you're going along and you're playing every two days or, or three days, uh, uh, but quite frequently. And then you get a little snow day and everything's backed up. So you're, you've got one less day, uh, in between. And then you win the sub-state, and now you got a week off. Uh, how do you deal with that? I'll go ahead. I'll go first. Uh, well, uh, to be honest, I've never been in this situation where you're prepping for the state tournament. But as far as having time off, uh, you know, we go back a few years. 
I can't remember the year exactly. I think it was my first year coaching. We, we had a horrible weather, horrible cold weather, like mid-January. And I think in, in a two-week span, I think we, we maybe practiced twice. I mean, we didn't really had school twice. And then, and then you have to go back to playing games. So, um, you know, that, that's probably as, as close as I can, I can relate. Um, the difference would be we, we weren't even picking up a basketball most of those days. So, uh, you know, what these guys are doing, you put in all the work. You're not really going to change a lot at this point of the year. You're just going to rep things. You're, you're going to rep your defensive drills, you know, your, your pre-practice stuff. You're going to get a ton of shots up. And then you're, you're going to have a scout team ready to go. You're, you're going to have your assistants prep a scout team, run the other team's stuff at you. You're going to go over it again and again and again so your guys know it forwards and back um, and then you know really it's the competition stuff uh, they just got to have it in them to be able to get up and go because you're not going to be able to replicate replicate a state tournament team in your gym you know just leading up to the game anyway my thoughts on it yeah no I I, I think uh, coach wants to go on ahead and you know, actually you know we I, I'm, I'm probably a little bit more uh, uniquely qualified to answer that because uh, we had a 13-day break between our last regular season game and our first tournament game. It's a little different, you know. Obviously, the state tournament is is a lot more big time than just a regular first-round game, but it is a challenge because you know just that rust, you know. And I think you know some of these 1A teams uh, that you know they played Saturday and then they'll play again Monday. You know that's you know a nine-day break. Um, you know it becomes a lot more difficult. Um, uh, to do that um, because, you know, it's not like you're going to go out and find another team to scrimmage because there's however many teams left playing. Um, you know, maybe you can get lucky and find a team in a different class that wants to play you. Uh, maybe if you're a 1A, 2A situation where they want to, you know, get together and do some stuff just to kind of keep it, you know, competitive. But, yeah, I mean, your biggest thing is going to be, and Coach Swanson said it, is your, your scout team, your kids that don't play as many minutes, they have the most valuable job in this week of practice. Because they have to get everything, they have to get out of bounds plays ready. They have to get if there's any pressure, you know, their offensive sets. You know, what do they do defensively? Are they doing? Are they playing zone? Are they playing man? Um, you know, there's a lot on on those guys' play. And all of a sudden, you know, they your scout guys need to be experts on whatever you know the opposing team is playing. And and and, and you know, when you're counting on high school kids, and when you're young, uh, when you're when it's small grade, you're counting on you know freshmen and sophomores a lot of times to be those guys. You know, that's difficult. We were very fortunate. We had some, you know, as we got ready for Southeast Warren, we had, um, you know, our some of our JV kids, some of our younger kids, our scout team guys that were are really smart basketball players, and they had Southeast Warren stuff down pat. I mean, we knew exactly what – our kids knew exactly what was coming every time because our JV kids helped help rep that over, over practice. So, um, as a coach, you love the extra time to be able to prepare for a team you know, the, your worst nightmare as a coach, and we had about five or six of these this year, is you play on a Monday night and you play again on a Tuesday night and you're doing a walkthrough after some practice or you're hitting the, the key points in your sky report pregame and who knows if kids are listening or if they're, if they're thinking about what their girlfriend told them on the bus ride up or whatever, you know. And so, you know, the more time you get to prep and the more time that you get to hammer this stuff down, the better as a coach. And so I know all eight of these coaches are loving this, this prep time to be able to, to, to get down exactly what you're going to see. And it's so nice now that I got to give the state a ton of credit. I'm sure Coach Swanson would agree with this. You know, the new huddle 
system that they implemented where you can go on, you can watch everybody's film is huge, you know, because, you know, I'm sure that these coaches uh, in state tournament games, they've probably seen, you know, 10, 11 games of their opponent. So you know exactly what they're going to do. And, and now when you've seen center 11 Grandview Christian games or North Lynn games, you might want to turn it off because they're pretty darn good. But, but at the same time, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. And then now it's about, can, can your kids execute and can they, can they, can they take care of business when they get out there? Uh, well, Coach Swanson, uh, um, uh, Coach just kind of uh, rattled off some of the other games he was interested in. And he just mentioned one of Scotty Melvin's uh, uh, highly focused teams, this North Lynn. Uh, are there any other teams out there uh, that you're looking at, any other games, any other matchups that kind of catch your eye? I just wanted to comment on that. That rips in uh, St. Mary's, Gladbrook game. And that's another one that's going to be really fun. Uh, you know, rips in quietly, really because of Northland and, and Grandview, it's overshadowed. But they've been in the state tournament several years in a row out of uh, arguably the best basketball part of the state, you know, here and here out Northwest. And, They've been in the semis several times in close games and just can't quite uh, can't quite break through to that final. But uh, really, really good coaching there. Uh, they seem like they have a lot of um, a lot of the same kids, you know, names, whether they're brothers or cousins, you know, coming back through year in and year out. Uh, very talented groups. So that, that's a that's a really good program there that, that probably doesn't get the credit it deserves. Uh, as somebody your your North Lynn and your Grand just because they they've won the actual state titles and been in the finals more. So just uh, you know, and, and Gladbrook really uh, saying you know, Gladbrook's had coached on the whole short and substate a couple times. If you go back four or five years with Joe Small, you know, they're in there three years in a row, they, they win a title, go to the finals and get the next year. Uh, so that, that's a very good program there as well. Well folks I'm still holding on to a grudge against Hudson from the 1976 game, <laughs> but it's a little little less painful uh, as the Eddieville Rockets got me got one back in our column over here. Uh, gosh, guys, we've really talked this uh, 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 to death. Had some really great conversations. Uh, uh, you guys had such good answers to some interesting questions. Or, or my mind's just like. I don't know. This thing just pop up in there. I ain't got no idea what's going on in there. But, uh, it's it's kind of like one of them bingo machines and just B8 comes out or G68. I don't know. But uh, uh, I really enjoyed having you guys enjoy this episode. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah a, lot, a lot of fun. I love, love talking about basketball. And it's, it's such a fun time of the year. And uh, you know, those big tournament matchups are. Uh, well, uh, hopefully uh, our area teams will uh, do well and we'll be able to uh, continue talking basketball for uh, another week. Yeah, sounds great. I'm actually going to the way of Ben Jim and I watch, uh, watch the NAI uh, Conference Heart of American Conference Championship. It should be a uh, fun one to watch. Well, give us a little preview of that game before we let you go. Yeah, uh, so William, William Penn, another dominant year in the heart of America. I think just one loss uh, came to Baker last week, down uh, there in game, and then he got that. That lost Thursday night here in Austin in the uh, semis. So they played Peru State. 
first state this year, uh, and they've won both games. Finn has by combined three points. Uh, first game in OT by uh, two points out there in Nebraska, and then came back. And, and I was uh, he and uh, Coach Rodabush and the team actually went to that game and were there, and, and they win by a point there. Uh, first state gets up to 15 footer to buzzer, and uh, the big man Eddie Daly gets to the up the basketball to, to keep it short and then escape to the win. Uh, my opinion, they've been really playing the best basketball of the year. They had a, a close one in the quarterfinals the other night, but really, really played good basketball in the second half of game Thursday night that I was at, or excuse me, Saturday night. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited. They're, they're really playing good basketball the right time of the year heading into the, the tournaments, but really. Really nothing new. You know, Wayne Finn's been, been a dominant program for the last several years. And, uh, it's been very exciting for the, the town of Husky and the community around here. And uh, my uh, uh, school I went to, I Wesleyan's, uh, uh, also uh, tearing things up in their tournaments. So a lot of great, lot of great action going on. Uh, uh, thanks, guys, for being with us tonight. Appreciate it, Dave. That's good, Dave. All right, uh, this has been the the state uh, tournament preview show for the area teams. Thanks for being with us. This Round Guy Radio sports coverage has been brought to you by these great sponsors. Packwood Locker, Girling Repair of Winfield, Iowa. If your mower is dead, call Fred, your Husqvarna and Aaron's dealer. Wayland State Bank, over 90 years of being community-minded, just like you. Located in Wayland, Winfield, and Mount Pleasant. Kyoto Transmission and Repair. Specializing in transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. You need a reliable family car for you or your student. Buckwalder Motors in Wellman has your car. McDonald Boneyard and Auto Recycling in Kyoto. And Pilot Grove Savings Bank.